0: Everything is happening without any of the doing of this, of who we think we are. Everything existential is taking place. We don't have to dance the sun up. We don't have to, if, if I forget to say my prayers tonight, the moon will rise, the sun will set, my heart will beat, your breath will happen. Everything is happening. And so part of coming back to these traditional ways of healing is actually trusting that there's this profound intelligence and organizing intelligence to nature. We are that. It's a re- process of remembrance.
1: Welcome to the Stay Grounded podcast. I'm your host, Raj Janna, founder of Liberate, and it's my mission to help you become the most grounded, loving, and authentic version of yourself that you can be. Each week, I interview experts in the fields of mindset, spirituality, and emotional well-being. My brilliant guests share their tools, stories, and unique perspectives to help you develop the skills you need to show up fully for the people and things that matter most in your life. Now let's dive in. Yo, yo, what's up everyone and welcome to this week's very special episode of Stay Grounded with my dear, dear, dear friend, Dr. Alec Verculin Brogan. Um, so... Alec, relatively new friend, but we dropped in so deep, so fast. He's one of the first uh men that I met when I came to Boulder. And just the second I met him, I knew there was something about him that was just different, deep, intuitive, aligned. And after you listen to this conversation, you're going to get just why. So I'm going to read a quick bio about Alec and then go deeper into just who he is and how he shows up and what we discuss on this podcast. But So Dr. Alec is a professor of spiritual anatomy at the Naropa University in Boulder, Colorado, and he's focused on studying the beauty of the subtle body. He is a traditionally trained network chiropractor who brings his knowledge into the Vedic tradition to support deep transformation of consciousness. Dr. Alec is also the founder of of Geometry of Grace a modern metaphysical framework that uses sacred systems like astrology, tarot, and human design as maps and mirrors for facilitating awakening. He's just such a G. I mean, he spent 15 plus years apprenticing under Sudguru. Um, And really, I mean, I just don't know many people who have the depth that Alec does. Like truly, truly, truly his fascination with this, transformational arc this inherent geometry that we are is just so potent i mean we talk about so many things in this week's conversation everything from the role of devotion and prayer and mysticism in creating a more grounded life we talk a lot about honoring your unique human design and aligning it with this this sort of like inherent sacred geometry that just exists you know i've been going a lot deeper into um just astrology, human design, and all these different frameworks that are not based in anything other than like the position of the stars the day you were born or the time you were born. And the uncanny ability to orient your life to ancient systems that are rooted in something cosmic, outside of something man-made, something natural, is just so profound. And Alec took me personally on this deep, deep, deep um rabbit hole of just awakening and con- it was one of my favorite conversations I've, I've recorded in fact it was so good we recorded another episode after this one that I'll be releasing later um because it was just he's just one of those guys that I just enjoyed getting to know so deeply he's made my time in boulder so amazing and I just can't wait for you guys to get to know him and experience him so I hope you enjoy this conversation. Um, If you haven't already subscribed to the show on iTunes, Spotify, or any of the podcast apps, all that means that every single time we release a new episode, it drops straight into your inbox. Um, Let me know, let Alec know how this episode lands for you. Tag us on social media. We're here for it. And I just can't wait to hear your biggest takeaways. So without further ado, here is my main man, Dr. Alec Merculin Brogan. Enjoy. Yo yo yo, what's up everyone? Welcome to this very special episode of Stay Grounded with my
0: brother, Alec. Very sweet to be here.
1: Ah, <sighs> dude, you are just like mm. such a breath of mm. life. Like I feel so grateful for our uh budding friendship. Me too. I mean, it has Me been us it's been a fast slide in, <laughs> <Yeah>. man. Like <laughs> I remember the, the day oh. I met you, like we just like oh. I came in and the second oh. I just oh. saw your act, oh. feel you. Like oh. there was just like a lightness and a brightness and um you know, I remember just dropping in immediately. Me too. And and I and I just know that that is the <laughs> the mark of like just soul to soul communication and and I'd love to start this conversation by maybe even giving some frames to why do you think that was so
0: mm, oh, easy question.
1: because yeah. you know in in the in the even in the context of geometry and when yeah, we're thinking exactly. about like all of us being one and connected to this infinite field yeah. like why do you think it was so easy for us to just like drop in in the ways that we did without ever meeting each other knowing anything about each other like mm-hmm. where, where do you think that
0: or what created the the mm-hmm. dynamic for that so beautiful. Yeah, it brings me to the acknowledgement of our ancientness. And I say that as ours as, as all all people, the recognition that we are truly ancient. Um and within that we have this karmic structure, this story that's been woven beyond this birth. That's just so deep and complex and profound, and I imagine that we've known one another for a very long time. And that in that we share a mission in in this in this birth that we've both taken here in this moment in time. Mm. And that's very special. And I imagine that even this intersecting moment right now, there are people that we would say are on our fractal. Right. You brought up geometry. And then and right, I mean, and if people are sensitive really that are listening to this, I'm sure that many are. If not all and i know that you're deeply attuned being so even just feeling in this moment acknowledging this dimension of being that exists beyond this birth mm. there's a karmic structure that's so profoundly beautiful and ancient and we connect in that place and the level of resonance that happens there there's such a deep remembrance and such a deep power and my sense is that that's why there's been such a beauty to our meeting because where we connect on what's called that fractal, mm-hmm. and we can talk more about that as our conversation deepens. Of course, I
1: imagine we started off with a pretty heavy hitter. Yeah. Uh, I,
0: thought
1: yeah. I thought we'd get there like maybe 10, 15 oh, minutes. Oh, know, here we are. Right, Alec. Here we are. Let's just open up Pedro's <laughs> box. Well, I'm curious, and as and as we unpack this idea of like connecting at that resonant level. Yeah why is it that we are so Hmm. naturally I guess or not naturally but like when we think about our our existence Mm. why is it like I guess let me if I had to phrase the question properly loneliness right now is one of the biggest Mm. epidemics on the planet right like loneliness is something that I think I just I hear so much like I feel lonely I don't Mm. feel acknowledged seen and met in that way but if it's our birthright if it's truly our nature Mm why is that the case why why are we so disconnected from that and and why are we choosing in some ways to be in that state of loneliness or why are we in that state of loneliness Mm -hmm. if this is our birthright
0: what a profound question we really suffer don't we when we believe in illusions uh we are not alone right but yet we're born into this uninitiated culture Mm. that's lost its roots in truth. And so, so many deeply suffer because the story that they believe is not one of truth. So in the illusion of loneliness, we suffer because we're not connected to truth. In truth, we are not alone. We are actually. It's paradoxical. The truth is often paradoxical. But the reality is, is we are one human organism, right? Even the breath you know, there's no your breath. Everything is being breathed. I know that it's mm. kind of uh, some maybe far out, um, but it's true. There's one breath. There's one breath that li- that's here. We're all being breathed. we we even in that we aren't alone. So, my sense of of that question. Is one of culture. And we were talking about this earlier. Yeah. We're we're born into an uninitiated culture. And the reason why we could go down many rabbit holes, some are some believe that there are many nefarious kind of sources of this, that there are actually people that intend for us to be separate. I I don't think either of us want to speculate so much on right. that in this moment. But what we do know is that there's so much loneliness here. And the beautiful thing is that if any human being simply witnesses their breath, they are immediately connected to a field of togetherness mm. because there is no individual breath. What is Even in our breath alone, we're united, truly. Can you speak to the
1: feeling of togetherness? Like, mm. like what does that feel like? Like if I'm listening to this podcast and I just heard you say that, and I, I feel alone, or I feel lonely. Mm. How will I know that I'm actually connected to togetherness?
0: Yeah, I love that. Feel your heartbeat, really. Mm. There, there's a rhythm. There's a, there's a cosmic pulse that lives here. The very breath, the rhythm of your breath, the rhythm of your heartbeat is attuned to the beauty of a nebula being born in cosmic space. Mm damn this separateness is fundamentally illusory it is it is birth of illusion there is no separate self at all now there's a function to experiencing a separate self right in culture and that's where we have self-development the process of maturation but in truth there's only one being appearing in numerous forms and so we suffer until we acknowledge the truth That there's only one being, being breathed, right? And so the the only truth is togetherness because there's only one. And this is where we begin to see these these beautiful wisdom traditions. We hear, maybe maybe people have heard this word here and maybe not, but there's this term non-duality. And this is what we're speaking to. In truth, there is no duality. There is one consciousness appearing in multiple forms so if someone is feeling alone i feel you deeply i felt that too and the refuge that you have is intrinsic life is reminding you right now notice your heartbeat notice the rhythm of your breath there is one rhythm here and we heal when we're in right relationship with that
1: that's really beautiful we heal when we are in right relation to that rhythm and I and I even think about like, you know, before I moved to Costa Rica, mm. I was living in downtown San Diego. I was living in like a high rise concrete jungle, working my my butt off and just like being in this state of just constant chaos. Yeah. And I think when I went to Costa Rica, I think the reason why that trip that, that experience was so profound for me was because it naturally brought me back into the rhythm of nature. Oh,
0: brother, yes. Like I This could, is why we dance. Like,
1: yeah, right. Like it's <laughs> like I it's like the sun rose every morning and the sun set every day, and I was seeing those both. I was in in union, like the monkeys were waking me up at five thirty, not the the mm-hmm. there cars, and it brought me into this state of 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 alignment almost with this universal. I love that you called it the heartbeat. You know, because what was interesting is when I was in Costa Rica, I had a, a really profound healing experience, where after the experience. The person facilitating the energy work on me ended up taking a stethoscope, Mm -hmm. putting it in my ears, and having me listen to my own heartbeat. Brother, wow. And I had never had that. Beautiful
0: serendipity.
1: I had never had that happen in my life. And I've been on the path for five, six years, never like I've done all the things. But for some reason, when I could hear my own heartbeat, there was this profound level of peace. Peace. And i can't describe it because it's like you're you're listening to your like it's like a yes it's it's inside of you and there is an aliveness to it and there is a vibrancy to it and there's a frequency that feels like yours but it's almost like you belong to yourself Mm.
0: right (laughs) yeah yes 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 now i'd love to just bring in contemplation please and it's it's that that we heal when we're in right relationship with cosmic nature, right? A healing actually takes place through being in right relationship with the rhythms that are beyond our psychology, beyond our identity. See, our our very nature, right, is is one that is deeply beyond who we think we are. Mm. And we heal, the body heals, the mind heals, the soul finds there's, there's a whole lot to unpack there. So I won't go there in this moment, but the mind heals, the body heals when we're in a right relationship with the rhythms of nature and what is nature. We are that beyond the mind, the moment, just like you so beautifully said brother, the heartbeat right now, are you making your heartbeat consciously? Are you making your hair grow? But here it is, it's all happening. It's unbelievable, right? Everything is happening without any of the doing of this of who we think we are. Everything existential is taking place. The sun we don't have to dance the sun up. We don't, we don't have to, if if I forget to say my prayers tonight, the moon will rise, the sun will set, my heart will beat, your breath will happen. Everything is happening, right? And so part of coming back to these traditional ways of healing is actually trusting that there's this profound intelligence and in organizing intelligence to nature we are that it's a re- process of remembrance how do
1: i guess as i'm listening to you i'm going back and forth between i guess it's just, just idea of destiny Let's just play oh yeah this in a, right. Because <laughs> it's a like,
0: big one. Let's just go there. Why <laughs> yes, not? Yes, for <laughs> fifteen yes, minutes, and we yeah, should go. To yeah, the
1: yes, shore. yes. But like, I guess when I think about this cosmic mm. sacred rhythm that is just happening, and then I look at free will, mm. and I look at the conscious choices we can make, mm. and the agency we have to create anything we desire in our lives. Like, how do we bring both into alignment? so that it's not like you're fully at the whim Mm -hmm. of nature and you're not fully in the grasping of what you can see and know and have like where is the intersection and how i'm yeah i'd love to hear your
0: perspectives on that well it's a very deep question and it's one that's deeply relevant to to the, my work,
1: right? The, if, you wanna, if you actually want to, if you want to even give a little context to sacred, or, okay, to, uh, to geometry, to your grace. grace, like just yeah. set that stage, and then we can go into this.
0: Yeah, maybe. Oh, thank you. Great. Yeah. So I'll, I'll just speak to this one piece. One of the most beautiful things that we can do is to relinquish our illusions, right? To to get really clear on who and what we are before we seek anything, right? It's like going out and changing the world with when your room's a total mess, <laughs> right? Your room, your home, your mm-hmm. everything's a total mess, and then you go out to try to seek and change the world before having your own self in order. So mm-hmm. so what I would say is when, when considering free will and what we can do, instead, please consider how, the nature of your being do do you are you in right relationship with who and what you are beyond your mind to what level do you can you rest in the nature of truth as self because when we consider what free will is it arises from that place free will is only a conversation if one is established in the truth of their own being mm. because if they are not then they only can act from predetermined causes which we call this the karmic structure. There's a river flowing, brother. For every person that's listening to this, you did not begin. the origin point was not this birth. <laughs> you're an ancient river that's flowing and this is what we call karma, right? And so there are the there's this momentum that you have as a being that its origins are ancient. Now here's the thing, the more that you relinquish the illusion, of who you think you are, that's when we begin the conversation of free will. But what's ironic is, is that the need to be to know free will and to question that actually vanishes as we remember the nature of ourself. Beautifully and said. And so it's, there's a profound paradox there. Because the more that we remember ourself, we realize we don't need to push this river. You can't push this river. This river is flowing. It has a destination. The destination is God. What we can do is relinquish the illusions of who we think we are that arise from this uninitiated culture. Remember yourself. Remember yourself. That's what you're here for. Then then the conversation of free will gets to come in. Well, it's so
1: fascinating because like as you're saying that I and realizing the profoundness of like that that idea of like letting go to get everything you want right because exactly. like what is the what is the nature of wanting to have more control it's so that you can have this this nature of certainty which is like yes. in some way right but like when you relinquish control and you replace that foundation with faith or that foundation with trust or the direct experience of the truth of being this is the mystical life right like when you come direct into that experience. You are so in alignment with what is that the high almost of that relinquishes the need to, and now don't get me wrong, like I'm still acting, I'm still doing, but it's coming from a place of inspiration instead of motivation in some ways, which is like the motivation to stay safe,
0: the motivation to, to have Certainty. it's like a. I love it. I, I would. I would invite everyone, if you aren't familiar with it, to look into and and explore the Bhagavad Gita, mm. because in the Bhagavad Gita, we could speak for lifetimes about it. But you have Krishna and you have Arjuna, and Krishna reveals himself as God, and Arjuna is this wonderful being. He's this archer and. As fate would have it, he's about to go to war, and he looks out on the field, and all, it's all of his family. And he goes, "Krishna, I, I can't go. What karma will I accrue if I go and kill my own family?" And Krishna looks at him and says, "What karma will you accrue if you do not? Because this is your path. And what he's saying is, his Arjuna, this is the way that your river is flowing, actually." There is no accruing of karma if you are just simply being yourself and not getting in the way with your psychology, with who you think you need to be, simply just being. And I'll just say this last piece. This is called nishkama karma in the Vedic system. And it really means effortless doing or wu-wei in Taoism. It's the sense of dharma. It's the sense of purpose. It's the sense of being in right relationship with personal and cosmic geometry
1: so i have a question that's coming through me right Mm. now because i i i I hear that Mm. and Mm. what if the psychology is telling you to harm Mm. it's a great question so then like yes how does one distinguish because now it's like and maybe that's the destiny conversation yes the choice points that we get to make Mm. right like how do we maybe distinguish between the voices yes, of beautiful. dharma yes, and psychology, yes, yes. and how do we learn to kind of write our own compass mm. and align it with dharma yes. instead yes, of brother. confusing
0: dharma with? You're speaking psychology. my language. Mm-hmm. Thank you. That's that's a perfect question. Our, di- our, our dharma arises when, as we remember ourselves, our dharma is innate. Again, the the Dharma, what we're speaking to is this ancient river of being. That is Dharma. That is Dharma. So realizing yourself beyond your psychology, that is exactly what Krishna is speaking to to Arjuna in that beautiful tale of the Bhagavad Gita. He's saying, don't commit to the illusions of who you think you are. Remember yourself on the level of the existential right? This ancient river, excuse me, that's flowing, remember yourself on that level. So in our world, let's just nip this in the bud. In our world, there's a lot of what, what's called mental illness. But really the way that I see this and the way that traditional medicine and, and a wisdom tradition would see this is that there is a an imbalance in the way that the energy is moving. Right. We, we understand that, Every being has what's called basic goodness, right? I I teach at the school called Naropa. If 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 people don't know what that is, please look into it. It's it's a Buddhist-based university here in Boulder, Colorado, and it was founded by a monk named Chogyam Trungpa Rinpoche. And one of his teachings was basic goodness, that every being in their in their core has this basic goodness, right? And it's 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 actually radically different from what the western world says the western world assumes that there is that there's this that pathology that we need to be saved that we have this original sin that we're there's this inherent badness shogim trumpa would say actually there's inherent goodness that we can take refuge in so we live in a time where people are looking at blue light until midnight waking up whenever we've lost a lot of our principles of beauty of right relationship right there's a lot of distress in our culture and so you brought up like these thoughts of harming what actually needs to happen is not worrying about that with the mind so much but coming back to the body and again what did we say healing was healing was what being in a right relationship with the rhythms of nature you were having a hard time in San Diego. You went to Costa Rica and you got into a right relationship with nature and all of a sudden your thoughts changed, right? Yeah. I imagine. And so what happens if we take someone that's living in a high rise in New York, they haven't seen the sun in a week and they're having harmful thoughts? It's, I don't mean to be brash, but it's a normal experience for someone to have harmful thoughts when they're so disconnected from the beauty of i
1: guess i was bringing it back to like the Mm. bhagavad-gita okay like it was more like when arjuna Mm. is looking at two poles of hurting family Mm. versus fighting
0: oh no well in the bhagavad-gita they were the same Mm. that's what okay so so
1: so this is where it's like now there's like there's a choice point Uh of like human versus Mm. soul Mm. right and Mm. in those choice points like Mm. Maybe this is the great debate yeah and this is why the Bhagavad the Gita. the it's mm. a debate uh-huh. because there is a lot of like mm. interpretation mm-hmm. of what is right and what is mm. you know for the way you look at it mm-hmm. but i think that's what i'm coming to is like mm. in those types of moments mm. where you could actually see a fork in the road
0: mm. uh-huh right yes
1: now yes how do you choose and yes. what are you listening to when yes. you choose yes. and what is okay. truth
0: so let's speak to it from the geometry of grace paradigm yeah because this ultimately is what the geometry of grace can offer. Because the reality is, most people in our world navigate life from their mind, right? And so, one of the sacred systems that geometry of grace rests on is the human design. Do you, if we looked at your human design at all?
1: we were we were supposed to i think but we didn't
0: but i am i am excited for that yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. maybe after this yeah all right yeah yeah it'd be fun to do a live (laughs) maybe another time yeah yeah yeah. but one of the things that we see is something called the authority the human design is this beautiful sacred system that shows the way that a being functions and in an ass consciousness now again we're speaking of something very deep in a moment so forgive me <laughs> for you know well, i'm doing my best to do something oceanic you're doing great. in a moment you're, you're doing great but there are nine centers of consciousness that show up in a human design and there's this beautiful way that you can see someone's very particular nature okay and we look and we see what's called the authority and this is what the authority is the authority is something that someone can attune to within their own life. That if they're in right relationship with that, their entire life will blossom in the most coherent way.
1: I'm a splenic and splenic authority—it's
0: beyond the mind. So splenic authority means that there's this intuitive, spontaneous, deep knowing. There's just this innate knowing that's often somatic in its nature. Yeah. Right. And and are you a projector? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know this. This is a perfect thing for you to be doing as a projector. That's so wonderful. I love mm-hmm. that. That's beautiful. But so for you, it's a splenic. For me, it's emotional, which is the opposite in many ways. See, because for me, I exist in this wave. Sometimes I'm up, sometimes I'm down, but it's consistent for me. So if I'm having the most wonderful day ever, right? I'm on top of the world. And you say, hey, Alec, you want to go to the baseball game in a week? Remember, I'm on top of the world, right? And I say, yeah, I'm in. And then I wake up the next day and I'm in the dumps. Well, that's not going to be true for me anymore, maybe, right? And so I'm in this place of like, oh, no, I committed to this. Wow. thing." I was a- so here's, here's what I would do because my authority is emotional, i would wait i would say brother thank you i need to feel into my process and i would get clear i would feel all the nuances of my process and then i would opt in when i feel clear
1: so i'm having a very profound maybe profound like realization yeah so if arjuna had his human design Mm -hmm. let's just say he knew his design in the bhagavad-gita and he's in that moment Mm -hmm. and there's a choice point and he knew how to access his innate intelligence yes, yes. that was his unique design, his unique way of processing something. And if he listened to that, that is the path for him.
0: So brother, you are speaking of something very profound because here's why. In the Bhagavad Gita, in a way, this is an exoteric expression of one's own journey of spiritual realization. So him being in touch with his authority is him being in communion with Krishna. Because our inner authority is the presence of God as God. That is Krishna. Listening and attuning to yourself as truth is you listening to Krishna. Mm. See, Arjuna didn't have his human design okay but he had Krishna that is that is the human design <laughs> that is the ultimate human he, because, design. He, because 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 Krishna is the is the embodied deity. Yeah, 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 totally. so here's the thing brother, within geometry of grace that's what we're that's what we're striving to offer someone because in our time this is this is what we have we have these sacred systems and we bring to people this is your nature your geometry beyond the mind if you can follow this, your life will blossom in the most coherent way, in the most coherent geometry, to get you to your destiny in the most graceful way. Because here's what we say, this is the contemplation. When we are in right relationship with our nature, our geometry, we are in deeper communion in the presence of grace. The more that you are in relationship with the nature of yourself, the deeper you are in relationship and communion with the presence of grace. And the presence of grace is God. It's the transcendent presence that's holding everything. That's the source of breath. The source of the heartbeat that we were speaking to earlier is divinity. That's grace. We can be in relationship with grace when we honor ourselves most deeply. That's the whole thing. That's what geometry of grace rests on. To what is
1: in well we can just ask mm-hmm. what is geometry of grace mm-hmm. but more sure. directly i would even go when you speak to this grace what mm-hmm. are the qualities mm-hmm. of that grace
0: oh boy you know we could write poetry we could dance right <laughs> i mean really it's like that that's actually what all art you know is really expressing right is it's it's a testament to 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 it's the eros, it's the juice of life right When we're speaking of grace right there there's this word shakti Mm -hmm. right shakti the the expression the essence we could even say that grace is the divine shakti Mm. right it's have you when you feel like you're just on right you're in flow state that's the that's the thing that everyone says now flow state right this is geometry of grace you're in right relationship with your geometry and so grace is flowing this is flow state Mm -hmm. so the geometry of grace is showing people this is your particular, highest, most beautiful way of being in relationship with grace in having right relationship with God in form. And what happens when you do that? See, here's the thing. Some people get into geometry of grace, right? And then all of a sudden, all this stuff starts coming up. And they're like, whoa, is everything okay? Like my life just got really intense. And here's what we say. If you're in right relationship with yourself, and things are moving good because that's the the metabolization of your illusions. Yeah. It's the yeah. Now, yeah. if your life's falling apart and you're and you're in your mind, you're making it. That's one thing. But if your life's quote unquote falling apart, but you're in deep attunement with the grace of, and the nature of yourself, mm-hmm. then okay. Because guess what? Anything that can burn in that fire is never you, because you are beyond destruction. You are an infinite being. Whatever can burn can never be you. And that is initiation. That is salvation. We become real by relinquishing our illusions. Dude,
1: that was so good. Like, I'm just really connecting to that truth, that 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 immortal truth Mm, yes the truth of immortality which is that the thing that dies is just not you it cannot what what is and i'm looking at my life i'm looking back on my life Mm -hmm. at all the moments where i thought my life was over or that i would never experience joy again love Mm -hmm. again peace again or those moments where I was so in a hole that I just felt like I was gonna get stay, stay stuck there. Yeah. And I'm looking back and I'm, I'm like, through the lens of what you just said, I'm looking back at each of those moments and I'm just realizing the profound truth mm. of what died. Yeah. All those aspects of me, the versions of me, the identities mm. that I thought were me, mm. the stories I told myself about myself, the mm. everything. Yeah. That's what died and what's left mm. <laughs> is never going to die. This, this yes. And and there will
0: be many more deaths, yes. I imagine. Yeah, including the death of this very body. Yeah. But, mm. but really, right? Really. Mm. See, we can choose to remember ourselves beyond. See, one thing that we say in the geometry of grace system, there are two moments that you can let go into truth, death and right now. Yeah. And the truth is, this body is not you. You are an ancient being, and this is in your direct experience. Your direct, this your birthright to awaken to this. Don't let our culture rob you of the birthright of remembering your cosmic origin. Right? This is this is a big one. It's it's a it's a big story that we believe right now in in this human organism in this time
1: well we get caught right like Mm. i i don't think it's necessarily that we're even like Mm. i think if i could if everybody could remember this Mm. i think they would want to Mm. i think there's just a challenge it's just hard being human sometimes like the emotion like i mean like when you're inside of an experience that's so triggering or when your world is crumbling or when something you thought was true is now turned upside down. Like there's this moment of disorientation of chaos and our nervous systems are not yeah, calibrated. You said it. Our nervous systems are not calibrated to be in remembrance in yes. those states. We are in fight or flight you said it. Yes, and, great. and that fight or flight. And so there's this,
0: you know, uh, there's almost like a recalibration to that geometry. Yes, brother. You got, there you go. You, you're speaking it. Of- Right, and this is the work. This is what geometry of grace does is that we support people in the genuine, direct experience of remembrance, Mm. and part of that is getting out of survival and knowing oneself in a deep, beautiful, restful experience of truth. Mm. That's we, You just spoke to it so beautifully. The first thing on a very mundane level, we can step down from the cosmic for a moment and just say, hey, people are really struggling right now. Even people that are successful, their nervous systems are jacked. So one of the things that we do in this body of work in Geometry of Grace is we, we introduce people into their authority and, and we, we allow people this paradigm of like, oh my gosh, there is a way of being here that can be profoundly graceful. And then we get them on the table and we do this very deep nervous system-based work where we work very deeply with the spine and the energy mm-hmm. system and we support people in healing. Well, what's the, what's the root word of healing? Wh- to wholeness, whole, to become whole, It is to heal. Right, we get back to the same contemplation to be in right relationship with cosmic rhythms, with the rhythms of, of this planet and from which our body arises from, yeah. the five elements. That's the whole thing.
1: In those moments of initiation, what is the right relationship to have?
0: It's It depends, right? However, we can go very source with it, and we would again go back to the authority, right and we would say that in any initiation there's only one door and it's the remembrance of self beyond the stories of our illusions that's what any initiation is whatever form it is it's it's bringing us to the truth bringing us to our very nature now here here's something to consider we say that in our ignorance our blessings become curses mm. Who hasn't seen that, right? In our ignorance, our blessings become curses. We can give a really mundane example. The person that inherits a million dollars, right? And they're in their ignorance and they become cocky and they lose it and they end up worse off. What was a blessing becomes a curse. But here's the thing, in our awareness, our curses become blessings. Mm, beautifully said right this is a this is a foundational principle of geometry of grace because in our awareness even the most seemingly devastating moments are doors of initiation even our curses become blessings in our awakeness
1: it's so interesting like when when you use the word awareness in that way i'm very much brought to a really deep mm. reverence for the word because you know my my mission is mm. to help people be more aware beautiful right that's everything liberate does it's wow. about just inspiring wow. more awareness so amazing. and i'm realizing now like even the way you just described and used awareness wow. it's like the awareness is the seed of the soul the awareness is on dying right the on un- the awareness is the witness yes. it is the witness to the experience mm-hmm. it is the witness that 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 is looking at this not as you us, right as a greater you from a greater level of mind yes Yes. and that is where all the and and it's so fascinating because when i think about us as a society you know mindfulness meditation these are all concepts that we use but why do you think it's so hard Mm -hmm. for people to Mm -hmm. actually connect those dots Today, can you be
0: the dots of
1: the dots of just even the technology of mindfulness Uh, being uh, the uh, power of awareness? uh Because there's a there's a disconnect. It's like, oh, mindfulness is to do this. But like Mm -hmm. the power of awareness Mm -hmm. is the power to change your life. Yes. So so, there's a different frequency. It's not just a mindfulness app. It's like there's a different there's a depth to the technology that I think we are missing. Mm As a
0: culture, <laughs> I would say so, and that's what I'm trying oh to like unpack gosh. right now, oh which is like, gosh. what yeah. the fuck? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, totally, totally. <laughs> well, it's interesting, right? You know, we can we can look at this from so many different levels, but because we're speaking to this more these more Vedic traditions all night, yeah. we can bring them in where 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 we have these what are called the gunas. Or, or or, we could even say like the modes of nature. We have Thomas, rajas, and sattva, okay? Thomas represents that which is heavy, that which is ignorant, okay? Rajas represents that which is changing and striving towards, right? It's very active and sattva is balanced. It's the balance, right? It's the truth. It's just that which is it's in its balance, nature in its balance. So what happens is, is that people go from ignorant Thomas to Rajas, Thomas leads to Rajas, Rajas leads to Thomas and, and, and that's in our world. You see drug addiction, you see addiction to, to many things. We don't need to go yeah. into all of them, but, but, and here's the thing. People go, 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 go. And then what? Oof! and then they, and then they get it up and they go, 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 go again. So here's the thing. So what's the answer? Right? we're talking about awareness and what i love about it's not just awareness is, it's just a word but what we're really speaking to is the juice of life grace the depth divinity divinity but here's the thing brother so what's the answer the answer is many things but it can be prayer It can be service. It can be, it can be losing the self that you think you are into serving another being's life and beauty. It could be growing a garden and witnessing nature grow in the beauty that she is. It can be studying the sacred system. It could be hugging your mother. Mm. It could be loving your child. It's taking part in truth and beauty that is Sattva that is awareness that's living meditation and prayer because guess what if you live that way and you sit and close your eyes and breathe brother guess what happens meditation Mm. you don't need anything if you live a prayerful graceful life and you sit you're in meditation your life is meditation it's a way of being you mentioned something
1: at dinner Mm. um which was about There's so many people that are saying the words but they're the words are not alive within them right and i think that's where you're beautifully describing which is the aliveness of the the word the concept right there's a theoretical concept to all of this and then there's 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 that there's the aliveness of the words
0: and it becomes alive through our own revelation like this be this what you're sharing is alive because of your revelation brother it's our own spiritual path in life that th- that what we share carries life right that, that for instance with geometry of grace when i witnessed the I, there are just to name this geometry of grace is a is a body of work that many people are holding And when I witness someone that's carrying geometry of grace, right, that's studying and they speak about it and I can feel their life and heart and path in those words, their soul is animating those words, brother. It's the system is alive because that person that's practicing it has taken that path and awakened and healed. Right. So when they share it, it's an, it's a living transmission. It's alive, it's so profound. And so it's true, it's sad. What happens is people start, oh, meditation, come sit, here's a And it's like, well, okay, okay. But then you go sit with someone that's a really on fire and awake. And boy, your spine will light up. Mm-hmm. The cells in your body will tingle because there is life raging in that person. That person knows this body will die. The moment is now. This moment is holy. Mm. So good,
1: dude. Oh, man. River just
0: gushing.
1: It's so good. I'm like... I'm just really connected to my own life just
0: right now. Yeah. Like we're all the Like we're fucking doing it. And we're doing it. And and thanks to the gift of, and the fruits of your life and your awakening in your path. That's why we're here <laughs> because you've shown up for these initiations. Mm. How profound. Uh. <laughs> I mean, the way I have been coming
1: to it is like, initially I thought that the path of personal growth was a choice. Mm. And then I realized it was just life. And yes, we always have a choice, but it almost feels like this is the choiceless choice now. Yeah, now and yes. It is the choiceless choice. Like when something challenging shows up, there is no like, this is how I have to act. There is just one path and that is to allow. It is to devote. It is to be in right Mm -hmm. union with the experience and not cheat myself of the lesson, the profound levels of awakening and awareness that is present when we allow ourselves to just not have the choice.
0: And here we are back to where we started. The paradox of Mm. free will and the more awake we become, the more mysterious life gets. Mm. Right? That's, That's one of the Foundational contemplations of the geometry of grace the more awake we are, the more mysterious life becomes. And as you just so beautifully spoke to, brother, at some point there's no choice, right? There's the more awake we are, we think that there'll be more free will. And in some ways there are, but in many ways there aren't, because there's one choice and it's that of truth, yeah, it's that of dharma. And you know what. Life gets more mysterious in that place because there's complete surrender. There's no control because there's no separate self there to control. We realize that we are a cosmic breath. We are the cosmos manifest in this moment as a geometry, remembering itself as God. Where is the will? It's thy will. It's my will.
1: Well, it's it, it, there is. Here's the thing: there is free will, and Absolutely. when we do not, when we do not listen, <laughs> and when we go against, uh-huh. yes. when we go against the capital T it. truth, you got it. It is so painful. Oh. Oh. and I've realized this like in the beginning. Harder. Oh, oh. It's even just it's well true, in in so. the beginning. Well, when I when I first started down my path, like I could easily not follow my truth because I was so disconnected from. And now that I've done, I've said so much yes to the capital T truth. It's a hard fall. It is. It 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 hurts. <laughs> and it's like, there's yeah. a level of like, you just, there's an integrity piece. Yeah. Like you're out of integrity with the deepest parts of you. And maybe that's why, and if I even, you know, I'm having an awareness, like maybe this is why most people don't want to wake up. Yeah. you Because. You the go. level of, yes. ma- I think, being naive to that yeah. capital T truth is, in a lot of ways, less painful than knowing the capital T truth and not following it.
0: Yes, it, you. Yeah. So, and and here's the age-old saying that's so ridiculous, isn't it? Ignorance is bliss. Bullshit. Bullshit. Awakeness is bliss, mm. but the path to that is a treacherous one. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the thing, right? That's the thing. <laughs> Ignorance is not bliss, right? <laughs> awareness is bliss, mm. but the path from ignorance to awareness is not one of bliss often. There are moments of experiencing our true nature and awareness. That there are moments of bliss yeah. on the path of awakening, but but the thing is, remember, to become real is to relinquish our illusions. To become aware is to burn what is not true and all of those things that are burning are things that we thought we were it's brutal but ignorance is not bliss awareness is bliss mm-hmm. just the path to get there is a treacherous one.
1: and this is why it's so important to have friends and people on the past like you know like i've i feel so lucky and grateful just for so many human beings who have me too entered into like you know like it's like you really it's so hard and that's partially what i'm hoping even this podcast can be for for others you know like it's like it's so alone when you're on the path and you're making changes and Mm. and um and just knowing if you're listening and you're on a path and you're just feeling alone just know that you know this is we're we're here we're all doing this and there's a heartbeat that's Mm. present all around us and we're all connected to it and we're all waking up we're all waking up in our own speed in our own ways to our own challenges but that doesn't change the universal heartbeat yes, you know yes, like yes, that heartbeat yes. of just remembrance and, mm. and I and i
0: sharp I, read of remembrance so beautiful
1: nice mm-hmm. yeah poetic
0: very much so <laughs> very much so so
1: <laughs> We have gosh, we've gone in in so many directions. (laughs) Like this has been such a fun Uh, ride, bro. I knew this was gonna be just uh, like such a ride with you. Like Uh, I just had this feeling that we were gonna have a a, a beautiful experience. Mm -hmm. Um and Mm -hmm. I am I am one, just thank you. Oh for just being for being who you are, how you are, the way you are. Mm -hmm. Um the second I met you, I just knew that there was uh a depth of playfulness mm. that I know can only exist. It cool. can only exist on the other side of deep, mm. profound connectedness. And so, um, I love you brother. And, um, love and you I, too. and, uh, I, I would love to paint a little more of color around mm. the geometry of grace. Mm. If anybody I'm listening sure. here oh. now yeah. is like curious, interested, and yeah. is like, okay, like I'm, I feel like this medicine, this, this way of thinking Mm -hmm. is a path that I want to explore. How can they, and maybe you can even give a little more context to just, because I think we sprinkled a little bit of like, what is the Geology of Grace and it's it's philosophies, it's healing, it's this Mm -hmm. and that, but maybe just like a succinct, like kind of bringing it home. And then how can individuals who are curious or interested or, um, wanting, Mm -hmm. um, a deeper experience of it. How how can they experience
0: yeah, it? yeah, thank you. Well, the way that they can experience it is to you can you can go to geometryofgrace.com and you can email geometryofgrace at gmail.com. Um and you would work with a trained practitioner that that has gone through the training and um takes people through really beautiful, deeply held processes. Um the geometry of grace itself is, is an ocean to explore and express, so I will do my best. It is a modern metaphysical paradigm that's deeply rooted in traditional sacred systems. For instance, the ancient systems of astrology, Western and Eastern, we, we, we honor both it's a and it's it's a very very deep genuine study when people go through the program that is geometry of grace to become a practitioner it is a profoundly committed very deep study into these sacred systems and we always we also use the modern sacred system of the human design and all of these come together and point us towards one's nature one's nature beyond the psychology beyond Who the person believes themselves to be, and the story that they've taken on from culture, the remembrance of their ancientness, right? This is what we call geometry. One's geometry is their nature beyond the mind. The geometry is existential, right? We say we say initiation is not psychological but existential. Revelation is not psychological. Revelation is existential. There's a profoundly deep process that's happening in the body. It's 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 of the nature of being, not doing. So the geometry of grace takes these sacred systems and we say these are the maps of consciousness. But have you ever heard don't mistake the map for the territory?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Well, we don't. We take these maps and there are these beautiful reflections of, of one's nature. But the the territory is the body. And that's where we, the geometry of grace has a very deep and beautiful healing modality called a grahanha that is a, is a profound system that comes from a deep space of listening. We, we see the body as a microcosmic expression of, of the cosmos and it's supporting someone to go through a very deep awakening process in our culture in a way that is beautiful and graceful. And I'll, I think I'll, I'll leave it at that because, because the truth is, is it's, it's, it's such a, a deep process that if people genuinely are curious, it's worth it to reach out and, and spend a little more time, um, exploring and remaining open because it really is offering a new paradigm. yeah um one that meets our current culture from a traditional perspective that supports deep direct mystical experience and awakening mm-hmm.
1: beautiful yeah. well, we'll make these links available in the show notes great so i have one last question that i ask all my guests but okay. I'm specifically very i might even shift this question a little okay. bit with you okay. because of the giant Musical instrument that oh. we opened <laughs> up before yeah. right. this recording, <laughs> and the tampura the and it is gorgeous and yes. beautiful. Yes. And yes. my goodness, was I stunned uh-huh. when I saw it! Mm. Um, and you know, okay, I'll I'll, I'll I'll ask the question, and then I'm gonna mm. frame it one more deeper because I think it's really useful in this context. Yeah. So the last question I generally ask guests is: In the midst of everything you're doing, everywhere you've been, and everywhere you're going, how do you stay grounded? Mm. Now. I want to go one layer deeper okay. with you in that you actually mentioned that that instrument is used in the form of devotional love like it's like mm-hmm. it, it's 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 an act of devotion that you use that instrument and so i'm very curious if you can answer this in a way that captures the maybe obviously not the specifics of the of the practice because that's very private and that's yours and Mm. maybe capture the energy of what it is that you are Mm. evoking Mm. in the morning when you Mm. do your practice Mm -hmm. like what is it that you are actually serenading or calling in or devoting to
0: yeah so the the truth is that it depends because I I do different. What are there's a word that we should define here: sadhana. So the word sadhana, we can translate it to deep, intentional, reverent spiritual practice. And so, what keeps me grounded is that um, I'm 35 years old. Since I was about 18, I've had a largely unbroken sadhana. So for 17 years. Now it's not to say I've been perfect. There, there have been times in my life where I haven't practiced every day, but largely in my life, I've had 17 years of unbroken sadhana. That is, that is what allows me to hold the work that I do and the people that I hold in, in the way that I do. And in my experience, that's why life trusts me as it does, is because I can't see it here, but I show up at my altar every day. We're we're sitting in front of my altar right now and and I practice and I pray. And, and and I'm in meditation now. I my guruji, its name is Sadguru Jagi which is crazy to me. Like oh, you know, like
1: yeah. I just mm. when you told me that, I was mm. kind of blown away. Oh, because Sadguru be. is truly like, mm. a, I mean, my my father would lose it. Wow, you know, he, well wow! Well, if well, if, if, if he if to he, talk he, to your father sometime about he's it, such yeah. a fan. My Great. my parents are just such cool. big um. Mm they they truly do appreciate Sadhguru. so yeah. yeah
0: yeah he I met him when I was just 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 turning 19 and um or yeah somewhere around there and he, he just radically changed my life totally. and so and so since then I've 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 been in 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 the practices that he initiated me into and now there's another lineage that I study with and practice which is Jyotish Tisha, meaning the the divine study of light science this is vedic astrology and there are different deities that i um work with mantra yantra um i have different devotional practices where i um i i enter deep spaces of prayer and meditation and direct mystical experience and i deepen my relationship with different forms of god mm. and goddess and 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 then i bring that to the work that i do mm. and um i do my best to be a conduit of of that divinity in the human world um and so that instrument that i got is a tempura there are mm. only four notes and uh, there are only four strings excuse me so there's thing. really two notes um and it drones the primordial ohm da 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 da, da 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 it just it just drones that and you go into this deep space of meditation and then you sing and and you sing to a particular form of divinity and and you offer that prayer and 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 if you're lucky that presence shows up and you learn (laughs) and um, what's learned in those moments are not things learned in a book and those are ancient timeless dimensions of nature and life that reveal themselves through our reverence and that's how I begin every day (sighs) dude it's so inspiring I'm really like
1: just thank you for sharing that and Mm -hmm. for inspiring that i I feel like i've kind of been disconnected from my sadhana in some ways and i have consistent one lately but it isn't as i think devotionally connected totally like there's like a there's a there's a fast a speed that i'm right going instead of it being a slower i understand like priority and I'm just really appreciating that reminder and I think overall man I'm just really appreciating you as a as a dude just you've that's just got dude, you've dude. just got such a d- <laughs> <laughs> like you're just like you're that dude we're just like you're so i, I mean oh i just gosh, loved, I like, the, love that. the depth with like the true just like you're also just a bro <laughs> yeah you're like totally, a complete bro totally that's like that's such a vibe and I'm, it's a bridge it's such a vibe and i'm so about it and i just like love <laughs> that we're homies i love that we're Me brothers too. and Me too. I'm so grateful that... I love um,
0: that tower ending. <laughs> it's mean, I mean, the, the like, perfect <laughs> ending. <laughs> i are just like loving it, man.
1: So, so good. Um, but uh, everybody, that's a wrap of this week's episode of Stay Grounded. <laughs> oh, yes. I'm your host Raj. This is your new friend, Alec. Hello. And from Hello. us, stay grounded. stay grounded. We'll chat soon. Thanks for tuning into this week's episode of Stay Grounded. No matter where you're from or what you're going through, I hope it helps you remember just how incredible you are and have always been. If you're on a path of emotional healing or self-discovery and would like to learn how Liberate can support your journey, head to www.rajana.com forward slash Liberate. That is L-I-B-E-R 8 to learn more about our current group programs and one-on-one offerings. I love you guys and I'll see you next week.